We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. But yeah, here's our records. We got 30. I'm I'm 38 and 19. Chris is now 29 and 24 and one. Chris went three and one last week, three and oh on his game bets, and then he missed his parlay pick. I also went three and one. Notably from last week, three and oh on the on the team on the game bets, and then my parlay that missed, you hit, I believe, right? And um, my parlay missed because Wolverhampton scored three goals. I took the under two and a half um, in that match, figuring, okay, you know, Wolverhampton, not a, not a great goal-scoring team. But they, they go out, they score 3-0 on Liverpool, and that one missed. So disappointed in that, but uh, overall, we're back a couple games above 500, and that's kind of what I'm after. Corners and wagers came through last week. That's that's all that yeah. matters. 3-1 on the corner bets. Uh, I, I had to put some in for this week, but – we're starting off game week 23. We got West Ham home against Chelsea. And West Ham, the odds have kind of gone against them a little bit. They're plus 235 win. Chelsea are plus 125. Draw is plus 230. Over two and a half goals, plus 120. Under two and a half goals is minus 150. So goals are not expected. We're getting. Uh, Joao Felix is back, and I think he's going to start after how Mudrick looked for Chelsea yeah. against Fulham. Uh, I think that was a Friday match, maybe. Um, so we could see Felix back in the starting 11. Enzo Fernandez, we saw what he did in the midfield. He was getting a lot of a lot of buzz after that his his opening match. So now you got Chelsea away from home against West Ham, who have are still battling rele- relegation here. So uh, do you think West Ham – have what it takes to, to, I guess, win this game, or is this more about Chelsea here? I feel like <clears throat> it's more about Chelsea in this game. Uh, West Ham, I feel like they're – I mean, their attitude is they're going to go out and win it, but I feel like they'll be lucky to come away with a point against Chelsea here. I think, you know, this – hopefully at some point this is the t- um, – there's a match where Chelsea's able, able to turn around and start winning games just given the amount of investment they've had. West Ham on the other side, they're just they're they're just barely you know floating in the water here. I don't. It's a little bit tough get you know in some of these closer games, but 
I think Chelsea overall just have a, a lot better team. West Ham have not done anything necessarily to impress. They have won a cup. I mean, they advanced in the FA Cup. They did beat Everton uh, a couple weeks ago. And then prior to that, you know, lost one at Wolverhampton and then beat Brentford prior to that. So it's like, you know, they've got a couple of decent results. They did come away with a point last week against Newcastle, which is a, bi- a big point for them and, and a big result against a team who's, who's playing pretty well. But, yeah, against Chelsea, I think it's tough for me. I'm not necessarily picking either team here, but I think last week I, I did take uh, hit my bet on that Newcastle West Ham game. I went on yes on both teams to score. I'm going to go the opposite direction this week. I think Chelsea, you know, of the two teams, to score in this instance, even though there haven't been a lot of goals in their game. I just think that, you know, at some point they're going to put it together and start to score goals here. Although, on the other hand, I think West Sam, the team that's less likely oh, to score. So I'm going to go no on both teams to score at minus 110. I don't feel great about it. I'm just going to put that out there. But I think. Uh, you can't say that. It's your bet. You feel great about it. I feel okay about it. I'm just going to, you know, on a scale of like 1 to 10, when you're like, oh yeah, 10 out of 10, this bet's going to hit. I'm sitting at like a six. No, that's just uh, putting my confidence out there. You know, I looked at this game, looked at a lot of things, looked at the over under. Neither will not, you don't get good numbers there necessarily. And then, um, you know, West Ham, big underdogs, and you're not getting a good double chance bet. You're not getting, you know, some of the other ones that I would, I would usually look at. But I think the, the one, you know, you come to the, you're looking for a good number here, and the minus 110 is really what I came up with on no on both teams to score. Neither of them great from an attacking perspective. And the under, I think you got to go. The under is under two and a half is not quite close enough for us to, to hit at, at minus 150. Yeah, I think the, the numbers have actually gone in the under's favor as well. And I actually had the same bet as Chris. So that is, uh, I changed mine, but uh, I think we're just kind of on the same page with this one. We'll see kind of how it goes. I just think it just seems like a defensive match. It seems like uh, with Graham Potter here at Chelsea, I, I don't know if I mentioned this last week. I mentioned it at some point, just how those, his Brighton teams were always, you know, pretty solid defensively and they just struggled to score uh, for good portions of the season. And that's kind of what happened against Fulham. You know, they, they struggled to score. Their defense was, was pretty solid. And I think that's just kind of how they're going to be. It's going to be, you know, hit or miss in terms of scoring. Maybe Felix gives them a little something. When he did play before that red card, he looked he looked solid. Uh, I believe it was at Fulham a few weeks ago with that red card. So maybe he gives them another spark. But West Ham – been kind of bad this season. Um, I was looking at under four and a half corners in the first half. That was minus 135. Deciding on Chelsea, race to five corners, minus 110. Uh, I I think the main question with this one is that will either of these teams get to five corners? Um, I'm hoping Chelsea do. I just think that they're going to – they're going to have possession more. They're going to be attacking more. The hope is that they don't score early because when Chelsea, you know, if they're continually pushing for that for that goal, for the win, then that's when the corners come from. So if Chelsea don't score in like the first 30 minutes or something, I think I think we're going to hit on this. But 
Um, how do you feel about corners and wagers with this one? Yeah, I mean, you said it. The getting to five total corners for one team is going to be the tough part. I do think Chelsea <laughs> go out and and uh, you know have more corners than West Ham, just given you know how we'll probably expect them to have most of the possession, most of the attacking ch- chances. David Moyes will set up West Ham in a counter attacking uh, strategy, I guess. And so, yeah, I'd be surprised to see West Ham have any more. But I think, you know, as long as we get to the, the five individual corners from, from Chelsea, then you're good to go. But yeah, interesting. Right, next game. Just, oh, before we move on, Adam, I mean, we had, I was looking at both teams to score. Yes is minus 115. No is minus 110. Hence why I took that. And no, but like, do you think both teams are able to? Do you think we're going to see goals in this one, or is it going to be like a 1 0, 2 0, 0 0 affair? I think 1 1 is in play. Um, I, I don't see like, a, I don't see West Ham getting to two goals. Uh, yeah. And 2 1 for Chelsea kind of seems like a stretch, too. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I do like the under two and a half, but again, that's that's minus 150. So I think like a 1 1, 1 0 scoreless i think that's kind of what we're looking at i just don't think there's going to be great chances for either side really yeah that's fair yeah looking back at like last five matches for each team it's i guess nine of the or eight of the ten matches have ended up ended up in a goal to zero for one of the teams so it's kind of on a cumulative effect so yeah no it's neither team i guess one from an attacking perspective. One thing I'll say about West Ham that I forgot to mention. So they've gone to like three center backs recently. Uh, Moyes is, is trying to change things up to get them out of relegation. And that's led to Emerson, Emerson Palmieri, formerly at Chelsea. Emerson starting on the wing over Cresswell. And I mean, it's only been three matches, so it's hard to take, take away, you know, a ton from those. Like they beat Everton 2-0 and Everton... Uh, Everton had a lot of chances in that game. They beat Derby County 2-0, and then it was a Newcastle match 1-1 last week. So there hasn't been a ton with how they're currently rolling out there, but uh, I do think it's, it seems like they're maybe better defensively with this formation. So that's at least that's at least something. And and I guess we have the revenge narrative here for Emerson because I don't I don't I don't think he's actually on loan. No, he signed a four-year contract. Uh, in August with um, with West Ham from Chelsea. So we got the revenge narrative here for, for Emerson, if, if that's what you're playing with as well. Interesting. Next game we are talking about is, so West Ham battling relegation. We have Southampton and Wolverhampton battling relegation. And looking at the odds, the odds have not gone in Southampton's favor. So January 22nd, 22nd they're plus 160 to win. Currently plus plus two sixty or sorry plus two hundred to win, and then Wolverhampton away from home plus one fifty five to win. The draw is plus two twenty, and then over two and a half goals is plus one thirty. Under two and a half goals minus one sixty. We're talking before the show. It's like uh, we got Wolverhampton are maybe the worst away team in the league. Uh, Southampton maybe the worst home team in the league. They are sitting in last place. Um, <laughs> so we just got two, you know, two teams, but they both have new managers. So they're working in new managers. Um, 
how do you see this game going here with with uh, Wolverhampton coming off their their pretty big win against Liverpool last weekend? Yeah, I mean, you said like looking at these two teams. So Hampton is the worst home team in the Premier League. Wolverhampton, the worst away team. So right there, you're like, okay, well, that doesn't give me a lot to work with. You know, looking at that as well, I was, I think if you look at the goals conceded to, um, or the goals uh, that they've scored, Wolverhampton have scored nine goals in 11 matches at home. And then when you look at away teams, uh, South, I guess Southampton haven't scored a ton of goals either um, going away. So I think overall, I was trying to. I looked for under the under bet right off right off the rip, and uh, there was nothing. the The numbers didn't. You couldn't under two and a half as minus one sixty. So that kind of throws it out the window for me. Um, if you're looking for like a two nil or a nil nil or a one one or one zero, like something like that, um, you can't really that does, that number's not good enough for us to to necessarily bet. So then you go to your next option. Which for me, I'm going to going to go back to back on the both uh, no on both teams to score here. Which in this game is uh, what is it minus one ten I think again. So I mean yeah. that's that's the route I went, but yeah, tough here because both teams struggle at home, um, or both teams are struggling in you know Southampton at home and Wolverhampton. I'm sorry, Wolverhampton at home or Wolverhampton away, Southampton home. So it's like there's just not a lot to go with. Uh, you did mention uh, both with new managers. I think Southampton invested a fair bit of money during the window. So there's a, a fair bit of uh, change for them. But, yeah, it's this is one of the tougher games that we looked at. And I'm like, okay, well, all right, I have to make a bet on this one. So I'm going to go back to back to the well here. On, uh, it's like we have corners and wagers, and now we have no on both teams of scores and wagers. Well, I have the opposite bet here, but I, <laughs> I want to read a quote. I want to read a quote here from Nathan Jones, Southampton manager. This is after last week's uh, loss, loss against Nottingham Forest. Is that correct? Um, he said, I've compromised my because of personnel and the way people want to play because of fans and so on, but no more. Um, so I don't know what that means. But That's they added a, a bunch of <laughs> they added a bunch of guys in the transfer window. Uh, I believe he just had his press conference. This kind of saying that some of those new guys were in the passport office uh, more than the training room, kind of with uh, leading to last week's matches. Why some of them didn't start? So we could see something. Uh, I don't know, wild, if that's the right term here, but a little different for Southampton based off those quotes. Like we could see Suleimana, we could see Onuachu. I don't know, maybe Shea Adams might not even start. Um, I'm not sure Kyle Walker-Peters is is back from injury as well, so we could again see Peral on the left, left side there. So you got those questions. And with Wolverhampton, I do just want to point out, like under Lopetegui, this is not what has been – the uh, Wolverhampton team of recent years, at least from what I can tell, they're attacking a little more. They're putting the pressure on opponents a little more than we've seen, like under Espirito Santo and, and prior managers, they're just a little more attacking. So I'm kind of playing off that with this bet. And I'm, I'm going the opposite of Chris. I have yes on both teams to score at minus minus one fifteen. His bet is minus minus one ten. So, uh, about even there. Of course, the sports book has to steal some money off of us, but 
I just think this is a match where Southampton are home against, you know, a team in the bottom based off the comments of Nathan, Nathan Jones are going to want to kind of come out and attack. And I think, and I think both back lines are open to an allowing a goal, but I'm just looking at results here under Lopetegui after the world cup break, they got two goals away from home at Everton. They got one at Aston Villa. They got two goals at Liverpool uh, in the FA cup. They, Another one, they beat West Ham, and then they just beat Liverpool. And one of the recent away ones, you know, three 0 against Manchester City. You can't really can't really put too much into that. So I just think that this isn't the same Wolves team that we've seen in recent years. Plug that in with Nathan Jones, kind of I don't know, a little pissed off and and wanting to see something out of his team, and maybe that's going to lead to goals. We'll see. So that's kind of what I'm going off of. So yes, on both teams to score minus one fifteen. Uh, do you still feel comfortable with your bet? Yeah, this one's a seven out of ten. Oh, for you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you look—you mentioned the recent results, but I mean, it was three zero over Liverpool. They lost three 0 to Wolverhampton or to Manchester City. One uh, zero against Liverpool again in the FA Cup. One uh, zero against West Ham, and then you know you go over to Southampton, and they've been involved in a lot of a lot of uh, goals to nil games too. So. I mean, we're we're on, uh, we're on opposite ends of the spectrum here, but I, it's I just say like, neither team, you know, Wolves playing a, potentially a bit more defensive style, like you know, typical to their to what they have done in years past, and Southampton not great scoring the putting the ball in the back back of the net, so it's like this could easily be a zero zero, you know, and I, I think to your credit here too, it could it could also be like a two two, but. Um, I, I just lean a little bit more where like neither team can score um, away, you know, at home or away from home. So that's, I, that's why I feel a bit more strongly on the no on both teams to score. Yours is just a bet on both these teams suck. So they're, they're exactly score. It's kind of what Precisely. <laughs> this feels like a relegation battle. Neither both teams are like, okay, yeah, we would love to get three points. It'd be a huge three points for my team, but it's going to end up as a, as a draw. And they both suck. So, I agree. Yeah. You could bet. You could bet draw in this. It's, it's plus yeah. two twenty. I mean, draw isn't the worst I thing. I, I know. If we, I had to give a secondary bet, I was like, you know, when you like look for bets and you're you're kind of surveying the, the landscape of bets, and if nothing's making sense, it's like, why don't I just like pop on over to a draw and take the plus plus two hundred odds? Yeah, we don't do that too often on this show. We don't. But I don't maybe. think we've ever bet a draw on this show. yeah this conversation was kind of bringing up that like we talked about recent nottingham forest and bournemouth matches and it was like both teams suck so you know one of them's not going to score but those matches actually had goals but more importantly both those matches actually i think ended in draws um actually i take that back i think uh i think the second one or the first one was three two but i think the most recent one was one one but either way kind of the same situation but uh just teams battling near the bottom of the table. Yeah. It, so we're skipping. To be, to be honest, this is one of the games I maybe might not watch. <laughs> maybe. I'll just, I think I'll there's, just, uh, there's, there's the, five or I'll six games the, Saturday morning. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, if you had to pick between the six games on Saturday morning and you're like, yeah. oh, which one do I want to watch? Maybe this isn't the one that I'm locked in on. 
Yeah, it's going to depend on how my my DFS squad looks like, I'd say, for me personally. But Yeah, to totally fair. I don't think I have any, like, season-long fantasy assets in this game, so or nothing, <laughs> nothing I'm, like, super worried about. But, yeah, you got a bunch of other games at the same time. I mean, arsenal Brentford should be a good one. And then Leicester-Tottenham ought to be some goals and that. So it's like, I, I might just yeah. watch those. Yeah. All right, so we're skipping Sunday in terms of a specific game, but that's going to be in our team parlay. So, yeah, got to stay for our team parlay, obviously. Um, but we got the Merseyside Derby, and the odds in this one have just uh, have flipped. Maybe not flipped, but they've, they've changed a bit because of Liverpool's struggles, because of because of the one match under Sean Dyche. The odds here, look at this. Uh, January 22nd, Liverpool were minus 370 to win at home. And at the time, Everton were plus 800 to win. Currently, we're getting Liverpool minus 195 to win. Everton plus 500 to win. Draw is plus 330. So those odds have kind of almost been split in half just to, based off yeah. of what's happened in the last two weeks, what's happened in the last week. You can get over two and a half goals at minus 130, under two and a half goals at plus 100. So you got the kid on. This is your team. But – how much faith do you have in Liverpool right now? That was a a big time butt. Um, that's how I feel. Yeah. So here I am. If you're watching on Kits and Wagers on YouTube, I got the Liverpool kit on. Picked this sucker up at Anfield this fall when I was there. This this is the first time really that I'm wearing it. So I'm hoping to put some good juju on it. But I, the confidence is low, Adam. We. I, I was just, you know, reading some articles this past week, and it's like, oh, you know, who who does Liverpool keep in this in this rebuild? Is Jurgen Klopp going to stick around after the summer? You know, like all this, <laughs> all this like stuff that is just, it's you know, it's breaking my heart right now. But and luckily, over the past month, when they've lost three 0 they've lost what three one, you know, some some big games, some no, they can't defend, they can't hold the midfield, they can't score. They're not finishing chances. Meanwhile, Everton, you know, it was all doom and gloom for them a week ago. And I and I think I heard this on I forget I forget what podcast it was. Maybe it was like uh, uh, the two Robbies NBC's podcast about the Premier League. It's like a week a week can change so much in the Premier League. So and like no look no further than Everton. You know, a week ago yeah. they were like they were like where you know we're basically looking at relegation here. Um, I guess Sean Dyche came in was that two weeks ago a week ago. Um, and then they go, they get, they get Sean Dyche. He comes in, they go and they beat Arsenal at home last weekend, 1 0. Uh, Goodison Park, absolutely rocking. And they go into, they go into the Merseyside Derby with like, they, they probably have a little bit more confidence in their side than, than Liverpool does at this point. Or not a little bit. They, they do probably have that confidence. So I, I hate that I got to do this. This one is tough, but I've been betting against Liverpool the past like three weeks, I want to say. Each time the bets been doing pretty solid, so I'm going. I'm going double chance on this one. Everton, uh, Liverpool, they just lost three 0 to Wolverhampton. Um, they lost some games prior to that. Uh, this game is always a little bit tricky. Uh, wouldn't be surprised to maybe see some see a red card for either team. Uh, but you know, I just, it's tough for me to look at Liverpool and be like, yeah, let's let's take them in any sort of fashion that has them winning. So you get you get Everton double chance plus one forty five. I'm saying that in my own Liverpool jersey. So it, it, 
just know that it pains me to say that. But, uh, yeah, I think I like Everton at least getting away with a point at Anfield here. Man. Jeez. Yeah, we're down bad. We're, we're down, down bad. All right. So, I don't know. So, the past week – I don't know if I've ever seen so much content coming out about like Sean Deitch's tactics and, and how he plays. It's like this guy was at Burnley for 10 years and everyone always made fun of him for the way he played because he simply, you know, he's at Burnley. They didn't, they didn't buy players for him. He, he was just like as a, as a bottom level talent team. And he just, he just finds a way to stay promoted pretty much every year. It was never like, and they're like, oh, yeah, these are exciting tactics. This is uh, – he's like a genius manager kind of thing. It was never like that. But after the Arsenal win, Sean Dyche, genius. Uh, only good things from here on out from him. That, that's kind of what it was. And it's like what, yeah, like, you're what right. even happened the past 10 years? <laughs> like that's we, really we saw Sean Dyche in the Premier League with Burnley. So I guess my first question here for you, um, like what, what do you think the talent level difference is for this Everton team from like those Burnley teams. So, I mean, we have like the Tarkowskis and the McNeils. So we have that. So like we can, we can compare like, I don't know, Ashley Westwood and Ashley Barnes and Chris Wood to guys like Adresa Gay. I will be that kind of a thing. And I mean, Burnley never had like great full backs, but how good are, are currently Seamus Coleman and Michael Linko kind of thing. Now we got to throw in, uh, Calvert Lewin battling the hamstring issue as well. So yeah, go ahead. That's a super interesting question. I mean, you look at how they beat Arsenal last weekend. It was a, a goal from Tarkovsky assisted by McNeil. You know, right. just what they were do- what he was doing at Burnley, and then they pack it and they play defensively. That like Arsenal had seventy one percent possession. Um, they had you know fifteen shots. Like it, yeah, I don't. It's interesting, but like you. Look at the talent level of the two teams. I mean, a certain goalkeeper, Jordan Pickford or Nick Pope. Like, I mean, that's uh, – I'm not the only – you know, they're, they're having that that's conversation. That's currently the now. England national team conversation that's, right now. That's what I'm saying. So Pope against like, Pickford. I, I think the only place where Everton have a bit more talent – I mean, outside back, like I'm trying to remember who the outside back for Burnley was. They had the same setup. They had, like, Connor Roberts and Kevin Long and – that yeah, kind there of thing. A, I remember there was the guy, the outside back who played like 38 games back to back seasons for Burnley at outside back. Um, I'm missing missing his name here, but like Connor Cody and Ben Me, same level of center back in my opinion. Like mm-hmm. I won Connor Cody a, a nod over him. I say this Everton team has a bit of an advantage in the midfield. You know they got some players who are I guess oh, Charlie Taylor. Played. Yeah, Charlie Taylor played a ton of games for Burnley. Uh, Mikolenko, like, I mean, he's good, but I mean, I'm not like, oh man, he's, he's like one of the better outside backs in the Premier League. So like, it's not, I wouldn't say that at all. Alex Wobi, you know, the guy's just been doing it all season. I, he's actually been super fun to watch. They are better at forward Everton with Cal- Calvert-Lewin than they were with like Ashley Barnes or Chris Wood. But I mean, Maybe. a slight not. A slight, yeah, maybe a slight edge to this Everton team in terms of, uh, in terms of quality, and then they're just deeper. They're deeper than that Burnley side was. So, but 
the, yeah. the same players in Tarkovsky and uh, McNeil are, are still are back in the side for Sean Dyke. He's just like, play the hits, Garth. Let's let's get the get these boys in the starting eleven and, and see if we can't replicate this. But um, we going back to last season. Everton were in that relegation scrap at the at the end of the season. They were needing points, and Goodison Park was absolutely rocking. Like, and it felt like that last weekend too. I was, you know, watching part of that game. It's like, man, this this stadium feels like it's so hard to play. I mean, they're not going to be playing there this weekend, but just from an overall perspective, like, I wouldn't want, like, if I'm any team in the Premier League, I'm like, a oh, trip to Goodison. Like, I wish I don't want that, but yeah, I don't. Slight edge in quality overall to Everton from those Burnley sides, and yeah, I mean, getting back to this match. Sean Dyche, I mean, they're going to... Getting back to our bats, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. We did a big, a big uh, look at, uh, at Sean Dyche. Sean Dyche. Yeah. Um, right, yeah, Chris has Everton double chance, plus 145. <laughs> I'm taking under two and a half goals at plus 105. So I did uh, I did a bit of research. I was initially on under four and a half goal or four and a half corners in the first half, just because I think it's going to be kind of a, a defensive match and kind of what the Liverpool matches have been recently, kind of what Everton under Deitch may look at. But I looked at I looked at previous Burnley-Liverpool games, and while some of those recent ones were low scoring, uh, just going back to last season, 2-0 Liverpool, 3-0 Burnley, or 3-0 Liverpool, 1-0 Burnley, 1-1. So some lower scoring ones, but a lot of those games had tons of corners in them. So I kind of didn't want to – didn't want to take that route and Everton did get some, I think they actually took seven corners against, uh, against Arsenal last match. So maybe look at the over corners if, if you want to go off of those numbers, but I just think under two and a half goals with the way that Everton want to play, um, you know, we saw the tactics, I believe it was the V, the V coming in from the back, the way that uh, Deitch likes to play uh, always in their, their formation and, you know, just kind of contain things and keep things out of the middle is kind of how they play. And I guess that's kind of what leads to more corners. So staying away from that, but without Liverpool looked, they just, they're just struggling to score. Um, even though they're getting chances, it's just like their chances aren't good enough. And I, I think you've seen plenty of Nunez XG numbers and how he's just not converting anything. Um, maybe that's going to turn around at some point. Maybe he's going to get a hat trick in this game, but just, you know, based off Liverpool form and how Everton want to play, I just think under two and a half is, is the way to go. Yeah. I mean, Mo, Mo Salah, not, I mean, I think it's more of a, like the landscape around him isn't as quality as it has been in the past. And that's maybe why he's not converting it as at the same clip that we've seen him convert in the, in the past. And then Darwin Nunez, the man is just chaos. Um, he's, you know, super fun to watch, but he's, he just doesn't convert at a very high level. Um, um, you know, against Wolves, they had 58% possession, 22 shots, four of those went on net, you know, 15 chances created, couldn't find the back of the net. So I, I, I'm with you on this under. Um, uh, there's, you know, the playing style of what we expect from Everton, the inability of Liverpool to finish their chances. I mean, I think it's fair to, to consider the under here over instead of going with the over. Yeah, I do think that once, uh, you know, Jota's getting back there, Luis Diaz, maybe another month yeah, away. Once once they get those guys back in, I think it, it might be 
kind of a return to what we've seen from the past from Liverpool. Van Dyke should be back as well later in the month. Like once they get their guys back, um, I just don't think Gakpo's ready for Premier League right now. Uh, maybe no. maybe other people will think differently, but I think you know you throw Jota in there, you throw Diaz in there with the Nunez, and you got one of those guys coming off the bench as well. I just think that's going to add something a little more because I mean. I don't know if people are ignoring, but like for maybe a month, like actually Chamberlain was starting in like the front three kind of a thing for him. It's like, well, that's not, that's not the same level. It's not the same kind of players what they're used to with the, you know, Sadio Mane in a prior season. So, I mean, that has to go into these struggles a little bit. So. Yeah. Even like under underrated, but for Mino, you know, as like their off the bench option or their, they're like starting a midweek game kind of player who's can right. create, you know, like there's, they are missing some forwards. Um, I think their, their issues are down to their midfield, but yeah, they're, they're, they're definitely missing the pieces and attack. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Anyways, right, enough, so about, got, enough about that. <laughs> yeah. We got our team parlay. Our team parlay is 7-12, and 12, 562. The bigger thing is that me and Chris are both above 500 on our team parlay. So for some reason, if you don't want to parlay uh, these bets, you can take them by themselves. I'm 10-9. and nine, Chris is 11-7. and seven. So... I mean, either way, no matter how you look at it, you're you're up money with with our bets, with our parlay. So we're looking at Sunday. We had we just had Leeds play Manchester United on yesterday, Wednesday, and we're gonna be looking at that one for our bet here. So I don't know if you caught yesterday's match. Leeds went up two nil, had two first half injuries. Manchester United got a couple goals, but so this was their first game, you know, with. Uh, Sabitzer and Fred playing next to each other. Erickson maybe out for the rest of the season. Casemiro still on a, a suspension. So we get Fred and Sabitzer next to each other in the midfield. Um, so you kind of take away Casemiro's, I don't know what he does in the midfield, and that kind of changes some things up. But I guess we have to mention Jesse Marsh has gone as well. So uh, yeah. what are your thoughts here on this match? And then Jesse Marsh is sacking in general. Yeah, I mean, see you, Jesse. You had <laughs> right process, bad results. That's, this is a results-driven league, um, so unfortunate. Yeah. But you know, they played good. They like they were enjoyable to watch. 
But you know, if you're not if you're not scoring goals, if you're not taking points where you should be taking points, you're not going to last in the Premier League. Um, the other side of this, um, they gave him a ton of money. They invested in the tra- transfer window here in January, and then one to make those investments and you don't get the result against Nottingham Forest and you're out. Brutal. So kind of weird, like kind of from a business perspective, kind of weird to like give a manager the ability to put his fingerprints on a team. Not that he hadn't had that ability, but, uh, and then just like boot him out. But yeah, they, they, I thought it was nowhere. I mean, Tyler Adams in the midfield, obviously, but they added Weston McKinney. So you got the, you got the USA engine room in there and it, I just caught some highlights. So I didn't catch the whole match on Wednesday, but you know, they look decent and you went out to that 2-0 lead i guess but yeah we're it's kind of funny we were chatting about this game we're like i was like oh should we you know maybe touch on the leeds man united game and, and you're like oh it's wednesday they're playing they're playing back to back in a matter of what three or four days here so kind of like yeah kinda, wednesday to sunday yeah so i mean our most our most recent 2-2 here um leads two goals on two shots on goal of course one of those goals was an own goal from rafael veron uh, Man United has 17 chances created, which is like kind of a boatload of chances against Leeds. Uh, couldn't convert. I mean, yeah, two goals is solid, but yeah, I for me here, I'm. I this is a boring week in terms of bets. I had the two on both teams to score, or no on both teams to score, and uh, I had the double chance in the Everton, and I'm gonna stick with the double chance here. Leeds just got that uh, on Wednesday. Leads me to believe they can do it back to back. Yeah, I think we're going to get I – mean, I mean, I was looking at the stats from that game. I watched the majority of it. I mean, I don't know how much to take away from that. Leeds scored in the first 60 seconds, and that kind of just meant that United was down and they're going to push, and then they're down two goals. And so the majority of the match, like, United's kind of losing. So, you know, they're pressing a little more, and Leeds is maybe sitting back a little more. So I'm not sure how much – to put in, you know, the final underlying stats, 24 shots to eight shots. But granted, Manchester United are a better team. But I think uh, I did – I'm going to write about that for my article. Check it out, rotowire.com. I just think Leeds at home and Man United away, uh, combined with no Casemiro, no Erickson in the midfield, is kind of what I'm going to be leaning on with with leads in this spot. I think they they found out that you know they have enough to beat this team. Um, you know they showed it for a certain in yesterday's matchup, and they should have some confidence. They're at home, and you know playing leads at home is is I know they've been bad this season, but it, it is a boost. I mean you can look at you can also look at Manchester United's home away splits, and they are very different. And then you throw in the substitutes. I, I do wonder, we might get Aronson into the starting 11. He came on for a little bit Wednesday and uh, did a, did his usual stuff, dribbling around in the box kind of a thing. But, I mean, if we get McKenney, Adams, and, and Aronson in there, that should be uh, that should be fun for, for, the, uh, for all the Americans to watch there come Sunday morning. Maybe a nice, nice pre-Super Bowl match to check out there for – for all the NFL loving Americans, but I got over four and a half corners for leads. That's minus one Oh five. They had, I think they had five in the, in this past game. And I just think that their confidence and their, them being at home, they're going to have enough corners as long as they don't score in the first five minutes. Again, I, I think that this will be a little more even kind of an even match, a little more 
a little more up and down where leads aren't, you know, on their back foot the majority of the way. So I got over four and a half corners, minus 105. Chris has leads double chance, minus 120. Parlay is plus 255. There we go. Um, there yeah. we go. That's that's what we got here. Any other thoughts for the week, though? Um, yeah. Um, yeah, leads at home. You feel any team at home in the Premier League, you, they, you got a better percentage of, of getting a result here. Uh, you did mention Super Bowl Sunday here for the in in the states and for any. Oh, do you got a pick? Let's just go with game. it. You got a bet for the Super Bowl? I think what is what is the spread here? I'd like the Eagles personally, but um, the Eagles have been sitting like minus one, minus one and a half. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I just love their. They got some players on that defense that can that can wreak havoc on Mahomes. I'm still interested to see what's going on with that ankle sprain for Mahomes, but yeah, I think I'm going to take Eagles uh, even against the spread. Um but yeah, straight up as well. Um but anyways, the real story here is, you know, we've talked about smoking birds on this on this podcast. We've talked about some food occasionally. But what's what, are you making anything for Super Bowl Sunday? You you, you tapping in and you're doing a appetizer, maybe the main course. What do you got going on? Um, I've been work. I don't have an exact plan yet is guess what I'll, is what I'll say. It's going to be a smaller Super Bowl party. We had a bunch of people over last couple of years, kind of taking it easy though, uh, for That's this fair. one going down to Florida next week. So kind of, you know, got to prep for that as well, but that makes sense. Um, not sure exactly something, something good will be cooked up, but, um, you got anything special? Yeah, we're, we're having a little, a crew over uh sunday so you know this is i love to cook and i'm gonna i think i'm gonna do like uh some skirt steak tacos we're gonna get some nachos going might smoke a bird saturday so we've got the chicken for the nachos on sunday you know we're gonna i'm gonna kind of ball out here i think um maybe some margaritas i don't know oh yeah that's uh we're going we're we're, kind of going that with that theme and then, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to do main course and maybe a little dessert. And then I think uh, the friends that are coming over are going to bring some of the sides. So definitely looking at maybe making nice. a little like people, you know, some guacamole, some all that good stuff. Yeah, we, we've done a ton of uh, chili, chili for the Super Bowl, a lot of different Ooh. kinds of chili. It's always it's always a good thing for parties. You know, people. Yeah, I think everyone likes soup. Um, so that, that's it also helps. But yeah, margaritas. Oh. Hot take Definitely to go soup at the Super Bowl, but you know, I won't judge. <laughs> uh, I mean, chili, uh, chili, chili is like a, a combination. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, like a white chicken chili, like you can't go wrong yeah. with that. Oh no, definitely not. I mean, that's. I know you're saying like you're making like a stuff. chicken noodle soup or something. Oh no 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 chicken noodle no chicken noodle. Yeah, weird take, but okay. No, that's. <laughs> uh you got any other betting thoughts here since this is a betting show on the premier league not not uh, the super bowl but uh no, no other um, takes other than uh, the four games we touched uh, before on. we talk again actually sorry we, we got arsenal home against manchester city next week any thoughts on that arsenal at home arsenal at home man city we didn't even touch on the fact that man city might have to they're in some not even, they don't think they're in turmoil, but I think the outside world is viewing them in turmoil. Uh, but yeah, Arsenal yeah. at home, yeah, kind of got to love them in that. I'm, I don't know what the early odds are telling us, but uh, I'd be interested in that one. Arsenal uh, or underdogs? At home. Wow. 
I think yeah. I'm going to take Arsenal to win. Plus 185 at home. Money line, yeah. I would. It's always silly to bet against Manchester City, but I'm a silly guy, so I might as, I might as well do that. Yeah. All right, you can find Chris at chron8 on Twitter. I am at rotozadroik. You can also get a subscription, rotowire.com slash soccer trial free. Two-day trial. Check out all the good stuff on the site. You can see this cheat sheet. Uh, you know, I always mention the odds on this cheat sheet, but we also have all of the projected 11s for these games, and that is uh, that's pretty cool. You don't have to you know, click around here and there. You got all of the lineups on one page. So there you go. Chris, thanks for joining me. Game week 23. Good luck on your bets, and enjoy, enjoy the Super Bowl party. Enjoy, the, uh, enjoy those margaritas. Will do. Thanks, Adam. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.